Hello, Chinese friends. Welcome to Spiritual Waimai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 Delivering the spiritual food to you when you can't get out. 当你无法外出的时候，我们为你速递属天灵粮 The beginning of this spiritual Waimai article is a part of the series entitled "You're God's Masterpiece: The Genesis Story." 本期属灵外卖来自特别系列，你是神的杰作，创世纪手记 Studying the Book of Genesis, you discover direction and hope for your awesome life. 通过研读创世纪，并联系新约的思想。为您的美好生活提供指引和亮光。So let's keep this in mind as we read the story of Joseph. Every bad thing happening to Joseph will lead to something good. At the time, the events look absolutely terrible, but the end result is good. Genesis chapter thirty-seven, verses one to twenty. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of seventeen, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him. And could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, "Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright, while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it." His brothers said to him, "Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us?" And they hated him all the more because of his dream, and what he had said. Then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, "What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you?" His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Now his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem, and Israel said to Joseph, "As you know, your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I'm going to send you to them." Very well, he replied. So he said to him, "Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks, and bring back word to me." Then he sent him off from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph arrived in Shechem, a man found him wandering around in the fields and asked him, "What are you looking for?" He replied, "I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks?" "They have moved from here," the man answered. "I heard them say, 'Let's go to Dothan.'" So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. "Here comes that dreamer," they said to each other. "Come now, let's kill him." And throw him into one of these cisterns, and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. The build-up to a terrible day. Joseph was a teenager who was pretty confident in his position as the favorite son. He had no problems giving his father a bad report about his older brothers, and he enjoyed the special coat from his father. Also. He boldly and publicly told his family about his dreams of being bowed down to 
by them. In the end, Joseph's self-assurance was too much for his older brothers. Their hatred of him, along with their jealousy, were a deadly mix. Jealousy plus hatred equals murder. The result of these events in Joseph's teenage life was his brothers hated him. They had no kind words for him. They were jealous. Their hatred and jealousy led to a wicked decision. They were going to murder him. Hate and jealousy can lead down the road to murder. Jesus said if you hate someone in your heart, it's like murdering him or her. In fact, in Jesus' time, the religious leaders were so jealous of Jesus and hated him so much, they murdered him. Hate, jealousy, and murder are all connected. They are destructive and destroy relationships and lives. Do not allow hate and jealousy to overtake you. If a Christian is feeling hatred or jealousy, what should they do? How can they overcome the destructive feelings, thoughts, words, and actions associated with hatred and jealousy? A Terrible Plan Genesis chapter 37, verses 21 to 36 When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. There was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took him to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, The boy isn't there! Where can I turn to now? Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said, We found this. Examine it to see whether it's your son's robe. He recognized it and said, It's my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. Joseph's brothers make a terrible plan to murder Joseph. But the oldest brother, Reuben, feels the responsibility for the family and moves to save Joseph. Reuben was able to influence the brothers, so they did not kill Joseph. They realized murder was not in their best interest, so they got rid of him another way by selling him as a slave. After the sale, they must have felt pretty good. They received some money and got rid of the source of their pain. But once they got home, they realized they caused another pain, Jacob's mourning. They were not able to comfort their father. The Perfect Life of a 17-Year-Old Joseph's life up until this point was dream life. A 17-year-old teenager who had everything. 
He came from a wealthy family. He didn't have to work hard like his brothers. He was his father's favorite son. He had great clothes. He even had dreams from God. He would be ruler someday. Life was great. Joseph was very confident. So confident, he told his other brothers and his father, someday they would all bow down to him. The day it all changed. Then his life totally changed. Absolutely everything was taken away from him. His great clothes, his family, his position, his culture, his freedom. He now was on his way to becoming a slave in a foreign country. Wouldn't it have been wonderful if on Joseph's first night of being a slave, God had given him dream number three? Don't worry, Joseph. This this is terrible now, but it's going to be great. You will become the ruler of Egypt. God could have, but he did not. No dreams for Joseph on the worst night of his life. God was silent. If I was Joseph, I would have been confused, scared, angry, hurt, mad at my brothers, mad at God. This was not fair. What about the dreams? What about his father's favor and great clothes? Everything was gone and Joseph was totally alone. God's plan. Did God forget Joseph? Was God punishing Joseph? Was God a mean God? No. Why didn't God save Joseph? We know from the end of the story in Genesis chapter 50, all this was a part of God's bigger plan. A plan to save many more people than only Joseph. God was going to use Joseph to do something truly great. Joseph was going to save an entire nation. In Genesis 50, we see the end of the story. Years later, God's plan for Joseph's life unfolded. Joseph said this to his brothers. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Eventually, Joseph would see God's plan, but it would be many years later. Getting positioned. Before God could use Joseph to do something great, like save a nation, God first has to position Joseph. He had to get Joseph in the right geographic location. He had to get Joseph in the right position professionally. And God had to have Joseph in the right position spiritually. Joseph had to be completely ready for this great adventure God had planned. But back in his father's home, with his great clothes and easy lifestyle, Joseph was not ready for greatness. Geographically positioned. Joseph had to move out of his father's house, out of his own country, out of his own culture. Joseph had to learn a new language and even dress in a new way. Professionally positioned. Joseph had to learn a new profession. At home, he just relaxed all day. He now had to learn how to work hard and to manage and organize other people. Spiritually positioned. Joseph had to depend on God, not himself and his own position as the favorite son. Joseph had to become nothing so he could put his total trust in God. Self-positioned. He had to lose his identity as the favorite son of a rich man so he could take on God's identity for him. This was all a part of God's amazing plan. But this is just the beginning of the story. This seems like the worst day of Joseph's life. But there are going to be even worse days coming. But it was all God's plan. Are you positioned? Don't be shocked if you find yourself in Joseph's situation. 
Maybe God wants to position you in His plan. Maybe before you can get there, some things need to change. This has happened in my life. In 2006, I left an amazing life. A fantastic job, good position professionally, fruitful ministry, beautiful home, exciting community of friends I loved. I first thought I was going to move to Africa, but before I moved, the Lord showed me not to go there. Instead, I moved to Romania. My life in Romania was difficult. I had no home, no professional position, very small ministry. I felt I had left everything behind for no reason. I wondered what the point of my life was. I felt like I was wandering around. For two years, I felt like my future was a mystery to me. I had no idea where I was going or what I should be doing. But I kept my eyes on the Lord and tried to walk closely with Him. I had no home, no name card, no position. But God provided, and I now know He was positioning me, getting me in the right place geographically, professionally, and spiritually. He took me away from my former identity, so I was a nobody. When the time came to move to China, the move was easy. Nothing held me back in America. I praise God He brought me to China. But my story is not finished. I wonder what will be next. I want to stay flexible in His hands. I want Him to be able to position me wherever He wants me. How about you? Will you allow God to position you so you can walk in the life He has prepared for you? In what ways has God positioned you geographically, professionally, and spiritually? Thanks for having some spiritual Waimai with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya. 我们爱你哦。